You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 694. Practical tip, guys. Do not ever not make an offer mm-hmm. or not follow up with the seller because you're mm-hmm. offer price. Yeah. Because the seller just needs to get educated mm-hmm. and then they need to think about it and sit on it. And eventually they come to terms if they're motivated mm-hmm. enough or if they really want to sell. Yeah. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhino Tribe? You are listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, and I'm your host, Lauren Hardy. Today, I've got Hi Nguyen with me, and funny coincidence that Hi Nguyen (laughs) that is here today is not the Hi Nguyen that's worked with me for six years. So Hi Nguyen, he's a a Rhino Tribe member. He's one of my VIM students, and he's closed three virtual deals. So we are going to talk about what is going through his head, going from being a total newbie to now closing three deals. What was it like being new? What has he gone through and what has he learned three deals later? So welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. I am so glad that you are here because I remember when I first spoke to you, I remember you kind of putting some pressure a little bit on me, not intentionally, but you were like, listen, like, so this really has to work because <laughs> why? So why don't you tell us like what was going through your head when you first got started? When I first got started, I took a semester off from college just to like figure this out. Cause in me, I was always like an entrepreneur. I always try to figure ways to make money to help my parents out. Like I dabble in like bitcoins, I dabble in drop shipping, but none of those really worked until like I found real estate. And I know real estate has been around for a long time. And it's like, there's multiple ways to make money from it. And being a college student, I don't really have much money. So wholesaling has to work. And and luckily enough, it did work for me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So tell me about college. So you're a college student. What college are you going to? Uh, I am at the University of Illinois at Chicago. It's like downtown Chicago almost. So I get to see the skyscraper every day going to school. Oh man. Okay. But you were, you know, going to school for a little bit and then what you decided like, "Mm, actually, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. So going to college, I was majoring in biochemistry to be a dentist. And that's a lot of pressure. And like, I felt like that wasn't for me because like I have my brothers take care of, I want to retire my mom early. And if I went through with all of that, I wouldn't graduate until I'm 27. Wow. Yeah. And that's a long time. And I would owe a lot of money just to go to college. Wow. Okay. So what did your parents think about you taking a semester off to pursue real estate? They were not happy at first. They were not happy. But as soon as like my first deal closed and they saw like the wiring into my bank account, they're like, he kind of got it. He kind of knows what he's doing. 
Isn't that funny? The haters <laughs> hate until yeah. they see the money. And then yeah. they're like, oh, actually, you know, I always knew you'd be an entrepreneur. <laughs> like all of a sudden they change their tone. They're like, oh, yeah. I totally knew you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, and you, so you took a big risk. I, I'm imagining, you know, from like your relationship with your family, you were going to be a dentist. I mean, was it really ingrained in you that you are going to take that path of like going to college, getting, you know, you're Mm going to either be a lawyer, a doctor or something or an engineer. Is that that your thing? Yeah, that was very ingrained in me. And they just want me to succeed in life and, and being a dentist or like going to college is always the safe route to them Mm -hmm. because they weren't, uh, they never graduated high school or college themselves. So like they think that, going to college, getting a job, a nine to five job is the safest route. Yeah. And I think when you have that, you know, mindset, it's sometimes hard to break away from it. You know, so I understand your parents are probably a little afraid when you're like, actually, I'm going to take a semester off. (laughs) Yeah, they they So you took a semester off and then I think we met right about at that time, right? Uh, No, I took a semester off starting, I think it was like September of 2020. Mm, okay. And then I joined the course January. Oh, okay. So what were you doing yeah. from September to January? I was trying to figure it out. I was stuck in analysis paralysis. So I was studying YouTube University. I bought like these smaller courses that teaches me like the basic of wholesaling, but nothing really instructional like Wholesaling Inc. Okay. So you start with that, you know, you're doing YouTube university, what a lot of people go down that road. And then yeah. and you finally got the courage to sign up for my coaching program. What, was, yeah. what were you most afraid of when you signed up for a, you know, a larger coaching program? I was scared on the budgeting side, but luckily there's like a payment plan for it. So it helped a lot being a college student working a part-time job. It helped with the payment. Right. And I think you got to I mean, I imagined it was going through your head. Am I going to make this back? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, every coaching program I've ever uh-huh. purchased, that's the first thing that <laughs> you know, comes to my head is like, am I ever going to get this back? Yeah. And so take me through. So you got started. Mm-hmm. What happened next after January when you, you know, joined the tribe? I started pulling lists from uh, one of the, the list pulling sites, PropStream. Mm-hmm. Start pulling lists, skip trays. Uh, at first, I was just straight up cold calling because I, I didn't understand the SMS text message. Mm-hmm. So I was just cold calling on the batch dialer. Mm-hmm. It was like when they first came out. So like I was kind of like the test trial. And the, the price was a lot cheaper than uh, other competition because I was one of their earlier members. So I just cold call almost every day around five to roughly seven. Because I had a part-time job also, so I came home, cold call. There was a lot of people cursing me out and saying no. It played a big role in like my mental health. It was sad. Yeah. No, it's hard. Cold calling isn't easy. You definitely have to have a thick skin to do Mm -hmm. it. So that's interesting you bring up like your mental health. So like you're cold calling and people are like cussing you out. Like what did you notice just after that, like after a long day? I feel down almost every day until like, sometimes there will be a yes. That's like my happiest moment. Yes. But they will want prices like over what the market prices. So that turned me down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But over time, I started building, like you said, thick skins. I just got used to it. All these no's will come to a yes eventually. So I just kept at it. Then I got my deals. 
Right. And so I'm going to tell you and anybody that's listening a little secret about myself. I hate rejection. Yeah. So cold calling was not for me. I uh-huh. always knew that I would not be the person cold calling. That <laughs> I hired it out. <laughs> yeah. I also hated making offers to sellers because I hated uh-huh. that rejection. I yeah. hated the feeling I felt. So, you know, there's this saying, they're like, if your offer does not embarrass you a little bit as it's coming uh-huh. out of your mouth, you're offering yeah. too high. Yeah. Everything embarrassed me and I hated that feeling. Like I loathed <laughs> it and it was really tough to get that thick skin yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really hard for me. So for me, my first goal was to scale. So mm-hmm. I didn't have to do the parts of the business that I hated. And yeah. I got there. Yeah, I got there. Eventually, I just blocked all the, the negativity out. I, I know what I'm doing for. I have my my why, which is right. just to retire my parents as soon as possible and just starting my real estate journey. Yeah. What a really honorable why, I've got to say. <laughs> Thank you. Like you are the, very selfless. <laughs> Most people's whys are some sort of like self-serving why, you know, but yeah. you're just thinking about your parents. That's really, yeah. that's really cool. That's really cool. So, you know, you're getting beat up on the phone, but eventually, you know, you're now three deals in, Mm -hmm. you've got three closings. Do you mind sharing anything about those deals? Like any tips that you can give on, you know, how you got them, anything. uh So uh, one of the deal I got recently, which is like my biggest one was all three houses for one deal. So at first I, it was a it was a follow up lead. I called this guy way back in like November, uh-huh. like before I joined the course. Okay. And I had the number saved as his son, who's also a junior. So his name Junior. So I didn't know that. So I kept following up until like one day I just went through my my system and tried to call all the numbers. The actual owner actually picked up, and he's like, "Oh, that's my son. He lives in all the way in Britain." I, I was surprised. So I, then I started building report, which is like a big thing in our course. And you emphasize building report a lot. Yeah. So I just built report with them. At first, his price was crazy. It was yeah. way out there. Okay. Then, okay. So what did he, do you remember off the top of his yeah. head, off the top of your head, what did he want at first for those three houses? It was like a super beat up house. And I think like there were these teenagers doing drugs in there mm. and he wanted, he had an agreement for $30,000. Okay. with someone else and i told him uh yeah i would love to make you a backup offer if anything works out so i call him again i would say like two weeks later he said oh i didn't want to deal with this guy because he was out of state which is in maryland the mm-hmm. the guy who gave my offer was uh virtual also but i had a guy in louisville a jv partner mm-hmm. so that's how it worked i started building more report asking do you have any other property you might consider on like as a package then he started giving me all these other houses that that's been vacant for years that he never thought about then we just gave him a, a price range and like what well, other buyers like yeah. you said uh the buyer's range right so we gave him the range he's like oh that's reasonable since i gave him the address that's reasonable and we somehow figured a way kept building rapport and he gave me all three houses nice and what do you remember your contract price uh i believe it was 72 72 for all three and then oh no no sorry sorry it was 60 or 60 
60 for all yeah. three. Okay. So, and let's, let's back up. Cause I love giving a piece of practical advice in every uh-huh. episode. So I'm going to catch you for when you were, he was just explaining something that I think you guys can all take away. Um, so what I did is he supported his narrative of pricing. He gives a price yeah. range and he gets that price range based on the comparable sales in the neighborhood that other investors purchase. Mm-hmm. So he looks mm-hmm. for cash sales. He looks for purchases that look to be investor purchases. Mm-hmm. He gets maybe two or three addresses. So he could then quote them and say, well, Mr. Seller, you know, we've got one, two, three main street and that sold for X price by another mm-hmm. investor. So the more that you can support your narrative, that's what I call yeah. it. The better, you know, you sound the seller, you're kind of doing the like, don't shoot the messenger. Other yeah. investors are paying mm-hmm. this. Like, it's not my fault that these sellers <laughs> sold their house that low, but like, because uh-huh. they did, like, that's the pricing in this neighborhood. So, the more that you can do that, you can bring a seller down in price. It's insane. I've had sellers, mm-hmm. like, at first say crazy prices, and then you just show them the comps of what other investors yeah. are paying, and they're like, uh-huh. okay, fine. You know, so, yeah. so don't ever. Practical tip, guys, do not ever not make an offer mm-hmm. or not follow up with the seller because you're mm-hmm. offer price. Yeah. Because the seller just needs to get educated mm-hmm. and then they need to think about it and sit on it. And eventually they come to terms if they're motivated mm-hmm. enough or if they really want to sell. Yeah. So cool. So you did that. You followed the instructions and you did what you needed to do. You locked it up. And then what did you sell it for? Uh, my partner, it was a hard disposition because like the first house, the first one that me and the seller talked about, no one really wanted that house because mm. it was so beat up. Okay. So it's hard to really like package three for one. Like right. most people just want the other two good houses. Sure. So we promised the seller that we'll take care of all three. And we found a buyer that would take all three of them for 82. Nice. Yeah. But they didn't really want the first beat up houses. So yeah. we agree with the seller that we'll help you out. We'll help you like, we'll give you an extra 5,000 just to help you pay it all off. So we took a little bit less, but everyone won. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, good work. That's crazy. You know, some people would have said, you know, sometimes people count houses as deals. They might've counted that as three deals in one, but um, <laughs> however you want to do it, you're, you're more humble. You're like, all right, that was one deal. So that's really, really cool. And it is a good idea to ask every seller, Hey, do you have any other houses? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. forget to do that. Yeah. Sellers don't realize that you're buying multiple. They think you're just uh-huh. that one. So that's really amazing. Very, very proud of you. Hi. So you you. had a lot, you know, writing on this. Um, Uh Is there any advice that you can give to somebody who's maybe just getting started and they, I mean, zero deals, just getting started. Maybe they're on YouTube university. What would be your advice? So like the biggest thing I I picked up from our coaching calls was the squirrel versus elephant deals. That, That stuck with me because as a young person on social media all the time, I see like all these people getting 50, 20, all these big deals. But like you said, these are like rare occasion and it's not like realistic. You're not going to get it consistently. Mm-hmm. So I would say don't compare yourself with others because you're on a different journey. You're on a different path. You have your own life. Just stick with it. Put in the hard work and just believe in it. I 
love that. You know, I wouldn't have thought that that is what would be your your big takeaway from some of the things that I've said. But um, you bring up, uh, you know, psychology a lot. Like you brought up your mental health. Like, I mean, yeah. this is hard on my mental health. And we don't talk about that enough. Uh-huh. Like, I don't feel like this is something that real estate influencers mm-hmm. like yeah. are vulnerable and candid enough. But yeah. I definitely had this same sort of inferiority complex Mm -hmm. when I would jump on social media and I would see Mm -hmm. like someone who, you know, maybe one of my peers, maybe someone Mm -hmm. just getting started and they're super braggadocious on social media, (laughs) like posting their checks and just talking about how good they are. And it would get me down because I would go, well, what's mm-hmm. wrong with me? Like, why am I yeah. not closing these mm-hmm. 100000 mm-hmm. $80,000 deals? But I learned through time that usually those people aren't showing you the full picture. Right. You know, they're, they're not mm-hmm. showing that they only did that that whole year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not showing that it took $70,000 in marketing to get the $80,000 deal <laughs> yeah. they got, you know, like yeah. they're not showing everything. And so uh-huh. it's almost better to just block out that noise and just focus on yourself, you uh-huh. know, give yourself a pat on the back for the habits that you take every day that are uh-huh. going to eventually get you to where you want to go. You know, if you yeah. make the cold calls for the amount of time that you set out to do, pat yourself uh-huh. on the back, give uh-huh. yourself you know, praise for the actions you're taking and the results will come. Uh, But yeah, don't get on social media and like start comparing yourself. I do it too, even Mm -hmm. now with influencers, because now I'm in that world. (laughs) I'm like getting on Instagram and it's like, all I see is real estate influencers because Instagram has the algorithm now. So Uh yeah, it it just gives me anxiety. It just gives uh-huh. me, I'm like, I just, I see work all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not working enough because I saw mm-hmm. someone so posted three times a day and I only posted once. <laughs> and I mean, it'll just drive you crazy. So it's cool that you're kind of bringing up some more, like more mental, emotional stuff because like we all go through it, but nobody yeah. talks about it. Yeah. It doesn't sell. It doesn't give them the, the followers that they would want if they start talking about their mental health. People just want to see like those big checks, big fancy cars. It's no surprise that the YouTube titles with, Mm -hmm. um, you know how like YouTube has on, like when you go on YouTube and you look at people's videos and the thumbnail, (laughs) which has like the title over it, Uh it's usually a bright color. Yeah. The thumbnails that have some sort of large dollar figure in that top mm-hmm. title mm-hmm. are the highest viewed on yeah. our channels, mm-hmm. on all my channels. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like people are attracted to like, whoa, he made $50,000. Yeah. Click, click. Nobody would be into like, he admits he struggled with his mental health while cold calling. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, that thumbnail won't sell. Yeah. <laughs> that thumbnail yeah. doesn't get the clicks. But like, on social media. That's social media, right? We want to live in fantasy land, but mm-hmm. listen, like I'm all about being real and being honest, and we mm-hmm. all go through, all go yeah. through that. So yeah, the squirrel versus elephant concept is just—it's just a little analogy I throw out. Where squirrel deals are the smaller ones, but you're kind of more of a volume person, so maybe your wholesales are ten thousand on average or mm-hmm. less, but you do more of them. 
And then the elephant hunters, I call them, are the ones that are like usually in, in the bigger cities, the higher price areas like SoCal. And they are the larger checks, like the 50,000 plus. Those mm-hmm. are the elephant hunters, I call them. And it's all about, you need to decide up front before you pick your market, whether you want to be a squirrel hunter or an elephant mm-hmm. hunter. And I am a squirrel hunter and I am fine with that. I used to mm-hmm. be an elephant hunter. My first go at real estate, it was SoCal. These deals were 50,000 or more. And I could not sleep at night. Like I <laughs> literally was in the most anxious state of being in my entire mm-hmm. life. Those few, like probably three, four years uh, when all I relied on was Southern California. It wasn't until I went virtual and I started squirrel hunting on the side that I could handle elephant hunting. And I think because I think something to ask yourself, whether you're a squirrel hunter or elephant hunter is, you know, do you have a lot of responsibility financially? You know, Mm -hmm. I had two kids. I have Mm -hmm. to support my kids. I'm a single mom. I have Mm -hmm. to support myself and my kids. So waiting four months for a Mm -hmm. $50,000, $60,000 check to hopefully hit is going to put me in a state of anxiety for those four Mm -hmm. months. And yeah. yeah. And and if you have to support or help support your family, Mm -hmm. squirrel hunting might be where you (laughs) and you're just getting regular checks at a more regular pace Mm -hmm. to breathe. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, they equal out just because you're an elephant hunter doesn't mean you're making more money than the squirrel hunter. It's more Mm -hmm. just getting little drip feed (laughs) (laughs) checks drip feeded to you versus all at once. So that's cool. That's cool. I like that you, you know, brought that up. Well, hi. Um, thank you so much for coming today and sharing. I think a lot of people will relate to your story. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, are you on like Instagram or anything? Uh yeah, I'm on it, but I, I don't really talk about real estate on it. So oh, okay. Yeah. Not yet. Well, not yet. Not yet. As long as you're not posting pictures of your big checks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Can people email you or anything? Uh, yeah, if they want to reach out to my email, it's highbuyshouses at gmail.com. Nice. Hi, H-A-I, buyshouses at gmail.com. Yeah. Well, hi, thank you so much for coming today. And guys, thank you so much for listening. If you guys are interested in going virtual, taking your real estate wholesaling business virtual, check out my coaching program at www.virtualinvestingmastery.com. You can join Hi and me. We have a great group and yeah, I thank you so much for listening guys and we will see you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.